and welcome to this week's episode of Okie Dokie. I'm your host, Elena Stoddard. And for today's episode, I'm pretty excited because we are joined by an amazing guest. This is one of my good friends from high school. She is a fellow cat lover. She's my Lollapalooza buddy. She's one of the most supportive friends I have. And one of the best qualities about her is she is that friend that when you are like rummaging through your closet, you don't know what to wear, you have some form of important event, she's that friend you call. She could tell you exactly what to wear, what's on style, like how to do your hair, makeup, accessories. So without further ado, let me introduce to you my friend, Sophia. Hello, it's so nice to be here. I'm so glad that you could come on to today's podcast episode. And to start off, I want to give our listeners a little bit of context and history, like on our friendship. So, do you remember how we met? Like how we became friends? I know how we became friends. I truly do not know when we met. I cannot remember. <laughs> I remember seeing you at like the background of like, uh, like our old friend group their get-togethers and stuff like yeah. you were always there and we talked but I felt like we never really hung out until like sophomore year um but like what no I agree with you like mm-hmm. I would just say so like for context Sophia and I went to the same high school we didn't know each other before our freshman year in high school yeah. and I agree with you freshman year we were always at the same events but we weren't like ever yeah. close yeah like we were friends <laughs> but like we never saw each other outside of the main friend group. Yeah. So and then out of the blue, we just started hanging out with each other. Okay, like, but nonstop. like, what was the trigger that like made us become friends? Like, I genuinely I can't truly remember. I cannot remember. Maybe I just wanted to come over more to pet your cats. I, 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 <laughs> I literally don't know. Okay, so for the main content of today's episode, I really wanted to get Sophia's thoughts, opinions, and her experience with creativity. Like I said, she not only, like, I gave her a wonderful introduction about how, like, fashion and stuff, but I also think she's an amazing artist. So that's, like, painting. I feel like, what else do you normally do? I just always assemble you with, like, painting and drawing. Resemble you, I mean. Uh, yeah, I do painting, drawing, photography. Um, yeah. I'm starting to do more mixed media things. Like, usually with, uh, I do a lot of fashion illustrations. Uh, my main medium is usually, like, markers. Yeah, okay. Um, and I'm starting to start to do gouache paints. I believe that's how it's pronounced. Oh, um, I've never heard of that, but okay. Yeah, they're really weird. I still do not know how to understand <laughs> them, but yeah. You're working on it. And if you are not a creative person hearing this and you're like, okay, well, like, Ma'am, what does creativity have to do with me? I think that's a bunch of bull... Well, I mean, BS. <laughs> BS. <laughs> I'm trying not to curse on this podcast. Fair. But I think it's a bunch of BS because everyone's creative. Don't you agree? I agree. Everyone, Everybody has their own yeah. creativity in every way. It is not just limited to art. Exactly. I feel like everybody just thinks it's immediately art. It's not just art. You know, in a way, I see people that are crazy good at math as art in a way. Yeah. Like, you know, people that just crank out random, like, equations and yeah. then they just fly through problems. I mean, that's your own You have form. to be creative in order to solve problems. Exactly. Creativity is essentially problem solving or seeing something in a different light. Actually, I would rather say it's seeing something in a different light to yeah. get an outcome that you desire. Yeah, that's. I think that's a wonderful definition for creativity. And so, yeah, I just want to open the stage up to you. 
how are you a creative person? Like, what does your creative process look like? How would you recommend tackling creative blocks? Like, yeah. So I always struggle with creative blocks because okay. I personally have felt that it ties to like my mental health. Mm. So like if I'm having like a rough time, usually my art either dwindles, like I don't have much creativity or it comes out like super weird, like raw, like unfinished art. So just not the finished painting or like picture that you want it to give. Like you yeah. it doesn't come out yeah. the right like vibe or? Um, well, it doesn't come out the right vibe or it just seems very kind of like bleak. Yeah. Not like how I usually want my arts. Um, but I found that uh, recently I've gotten over like one of my worst creative blocks by just observing that art is just should be something to enjoy creativity is something to enjoy yeah. creativity is all about thinking outside the box mm. and even in art spaces there is a certain box that is there even though they say like be as creative as possible mm -hmm. think outside the box there will always be that box that is there and I think it's as a creative, it's your job to th always think outside of it and push the boundaries of that box. I want to bring something up, and I actually learned about this in a theology class that I had uh, my first semester at college. And I will double check on this later, and I will edit this in later if I'm wrong. But there was this amazing, I think she was a school teacher. Have you heard of Karita Kent? I, that's va that's vaguely familiar because she created something I her 10 rules of learning mm -hmm. and one of the rules I don't remember which number it was was that creativity and once again I don't know the exact wording I don't have it in front of me but the gist of it was that creativity and more analytical learning should never be done at the same time and in my opinion I think that creativity is overlooked as a process so for example analyzing like if you know you need to complete some math problems or something stem related you know okay I gotta sit down for an hour and do this whereas creativity people I feel like a lot of people these days expect to just oh something will just hit me yes yes I, and I agree. don't carve out the time to really work on it I agree 100% um, because I personally, I feel like I've been having such a hard time explaining creativity because I feel like everybody thinks that it's just something that you just like, boom, hits you on the top it's of the head. It's not insight. It's it takes time, I think. It takes time. It takes time. It takes practice. And it takes like an observation of the world. You can't yes. just be living day to day, just kind of being like doing your daily routine not really looking around at the world around you like that's not going to bring you any creativity you really have to have like an appreciation for the world around you and a sense of self and a sense of like your own identity and how you want to want to see the world yeah and I feel like you need to bring that into everything that you do and that sounds very daunting but mm. if it's just a normal practice in your life, it's just a normal part of you. So then like, how do you advise then to someone who's sitting here listening going, well, that doesn't help me be creative. How do I do that? What would you tell to that listener then? Well, um, I was just about to talk about how I uh, felt very uncreative over break. Like I felt very worn down by the stress of school. Like this was the beginning of winter break. So I just finished finals. Mm -hmm. I just finished everything. I was very worn down and I figured I'll just relax. I'll go out to a cool like Korean taco place in the city. It was great by the way. I've never thought that that 
um, existed in the yeah. first place. But I didn't mm-hmm. like pork belly tacos. Those were the best thing I've ever eaten. Anyway, sidetracked. <laughs> sidetracked. I never thought that, like, I was just taking a break and just letting myself just be open to the world and just living in the moment and just trying to relax. And then I saw one of the coolest murals I've ever seen at mm. this taco mm-hmm. place. I took a couple pictures of it because I felt super inspired by it. I thought, like, how can I... Like, I started seeing, like, color patterns and wondering how I can incorporate that into, like, arts, clothes, interior design, because I'm redoing my room, like, things like that. Or, like, I'm just taking that art style and I'm experimenting with it and trying new things. What I'm saying is, you have the tools already inside of you. It's that, like... You just need to pick them up and use them? Yeah, yeah, it's like that childlike wonder, like when you were a kid, like you just like imagined like, uh, like you'd make up random scenarios or like the creativity. You saw the moon in the sky, and you'd be like, "Oh, there's somebody like there's yeah. a man in the moon," or like you saw like a shooting star, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's a UFO." Like you have to bring that back. You have to like bring yes. out that inner child back, and just apply that to your life. Okay, and I think you gave a wonderful, like, explanation and input on that. And then also something that makes, that sets you aside, from example, from me, is that you have synthesia. Yes. Did I say that right? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Synthesia. Yeah? Synthesia, I believe. I don't know. I I do not know how to pronounce it, truly. Okay, so this sounds, this looks really bad on our part that we don't know how to pronounce this Uh, Trust me, I have it, though. Okay, so can you explain to... So what is it? So it's different for every person who has it. Okay. Yeah, so it's pretty common too. About 1 in 100 people are born with it. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. So uh, the rare aspect of it is is how many forms one can have. Okay. So personally, I have multiple forms of it, but it would take me a while to explain how many form, like each form I do have, but I could put it in more like simple terms. Okay. Like for example, I can see uh, songs, like oh. each song has like a specific like color, pattern, texture, aesthetic, and even like sensation in my head. From my understanding of it, and this is what I learned in psychology class, uh-huh, bringing away psych knowledge, is it's when something in your interpreting your five senses gets mixed up and blends together. Yes. So for example, I do not have it. So anytime I hear things, like he- I'm hearing you talking to me, I just hear words. Or like um, when I see a person, I just see that person. Whereas some people, their five senses get mixed together. So maybe someone um, sees their friend and every single person they see has a certain color, like aroma associated with them. I've heard cases of that. I've also heard cases where people touch certain things and they feel a certain taste. I have mine. I I don't know how many forms I have, but it is very jumbled up. I don't yeah. just have, like, the standard form of it. I definitely have multiple forms. So, for example, what does that entail? Like, what does that look like? It is so hard to explain to somebody who doesn't have synthesis what it looks like uh, without sounding like I'm on drugs. Okay, well, um. give us a shot because that, that's not much help, girly. <laughs> no, oh, don't worry. I'm explaining it in full detail. Just know that I'm not on drugs. <laughs> or maybe she... No, we're joking. We're, we're, we're perfectly sober doing this. Um, so what it entails is that basically what you said is that 
your five senses get jumbled up. Yeah. Like, for example, I think one of the, like, coolest, not coolest, but, like, one of the stories that people find the coolest, even though, like, yeah. I thought it was a nuisance to my day, <laughs> um, I made, like, this amazing sandwich during the summer. It was so good. Like, my senses were firing when I was making it. So, like, I saw little pops of color and, like, it all happens around, like, that area where, like, your daydreams are, if that makes sense. When you have a daydream or when you have a thought. Um, so, you guys can't see her right now, but Sophia's kind of pointing and circling to the area, like, a few inches in front of her eyes and forehead. <laughs> if this is not normal to people, I don't know how else to explain it. But there is a space where this happens in your head, I guess. I think that maybe that's more a you, you thing you <gasps> associate. So, like, when you daydream, does it feel like it's in, like, a certain space in your head? No. When <gasps> I daydream, I kind of just zone the friggle fork out. Really? You have a specific spot where Yeah, daydream- and that's also where synthesis happens, too. Huh. That's very strange. Anyways- I would love to hear you as a listener, your feedback to this. Like, what, do you daydream like, like Sophia does, more in front of you, like... Not, like, in front of you in my, not, like, in front of my vision. It just feels like it happens in a certain part of my brain. Like, almost, like, hovering above my head. That's so interesting. I don't have that at all. Okay, that might be a synthesia thing, then. (laughs) This is new information. (laughs) See, I don't research anything because I just, like, I just figure, like, oh, I just have it. Like, I'm assuming other people are, like, have the same thing. Because I don't date, I don't feel like my daydreams are above my head or in a specific, I'm just zoning out. Oh, okay. Weird. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. So okay. I guess that definitely helps with my creativity too then. But anyways, it's so like when I'm processing hearing it, like I can see like little shapes and that, sounds that and go with feelings the sounds? and yeah, everything like that. I can see that. So let's say I played you a happy song and then like a horror movie thriller song. Would the shapes and colors and such be different because it's very different types of music? Yes. One hundred percent. People's voices are different too. Really? There's certain days where, like, I don't want to say anything to anybody because I don't want to be mean. But if somebody's voice just doesn't have the colors that I want to like <laughs> deal with that day, I just straight up just will not talk to them and just kind of avoid them. Oh, you've never because okay, so th- throughout our friendship, like obviously I've known about that Sophia has synthesia. Oh my yeah. god, I'm butchering this. Anyway, <laughs> don't worry about it. But anyways, and she's told me like for example that also people their aroma kind of has a color. So mm-hmm. like I know my color aroma. Which is like, I think you told me it's like a peachy orange and like a light purple, right? Yeah. Over the, over the years, it's grown a little bit of a bluer hue. Oh, that's so cool. Um, and so then what makes voices change? Like the shapes and the colors of people's voices? I is guess it their tone? Tone, the inflection, um, how much effort they're putting, like the emotions behind it. Everything plays a factor. But it's oh. also their personality at the base of it, if that makes sense, That's or how I perceive so cool. them. So it's just, all based on perception, I think. Yeah. So, for example, someone who is more bubbly versus, let's just say, your classic straight male Chad. Mm-hmm. What does someone who falls more in the bubbly category versus like a straight male finance bro? Literally, can be bubbles. Literally, I can see bubbles if they're talking to me or something like that. If they're like, or like, really? usually it's more. Do of they like, have like the same? Like, if, do most guys have the same look? And most, like, that's what I'm trying to ask. Yes. The t- yes. It feels like personalities it's, it's like have the same track. Similar pa- personalities have the same track, just different colors and somewhat different. Wow. Um, the people who I'm close to most have the most like variation. Variation. Um, 
yeah, they definitely have the most variation, and I also, there's also, like, a point where I can just not turn it off, but just ignore it. Yeah. It's very hard to do, but, like, if I just, if I just let it happen, like, you know, like, background noise. Yeah. Um, then I tend to not have to deal with it, but usually it, it's on 24-7. So yeah. I can just have it on as background noise. Or I can hone in on it. Um, I'm just letting you know that because I feel like a lot of people, once they immediately know that I have it, are like, what's my color? Like, I wasn't paying attention. Like, yeah, let me yeah. analyze you for another five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is literally something that you live with on a daily basis. And, you know, I bet if me, a normal, well, I don't even want to say normal because I'm not saying you're not normal. Yeah. But, like, someone who doesn't have it literally just woke up with it one day. I would be ecstatic. I'd go to everyone I know and I'd be like, you're pink, you're blue, you're green. <laughs> and I'd go around telling everyone that. But yeah, I know this is something that is just normal for you. Uh, really enough, the only time somebody without synthesisia can possibly experience it is if they've taken like too, mon- too many psychedelics. I'm not even so, kidding. So I've I researched this part of it. So I dosed up on drugs in order to understand. Because I was just like, oh, I wonder if there's like a certain thing that somebody can do to experience it for a second. Or if there's like YouTube videos online that like have like a simulator of it or something like that. And then like the internet was just like, nope, psychedelics. And I'm like, yeah, not doing that. Yeah, no, don't, don't do drugs, kids. Don't do that. Seriously, don't yeah. do that. Um, but anyways, going back to my sandwich like story. Yes, the sandwich. Okay. Um, my senses were going crazy. I was very much loving the sandwich from a sensory <laughs> point of view. And yeah. then I was going to sit down and I was going to take a bite. And I had also, I had Lady Gaga's album Chromatica playing. It was the intro from uh, Chromatica 2 into 911, which is one of the best intros in music history, in my opinion. Um, but right as the beat dropped, I was going to bite into the sandwich. I immediately spit the sandwich out of my plate because it tasted, the music tasted like chlorine. What? Yes. Wait, what do you mean the music tasted like chlorine? Sometimes, I I zone it out pretty easily because, like, it's, this is, like, too intense for me, so I've just learned to zone it out. Um, sometimes things, like, sounds have taste. I've, yeah, because when I was in psych, we learned about a a bunch of different forms of it, and that was one that, like, for example, like, um, I have a friend who, she's insanely good at math, and in her head, all numbers have distinct, non-negotiable personalities, and that's why she's so good at math. Because if you ask her a number, like, before I turn a certain age, I like to ask her in her head what the number is. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you ask her, like, what is one's characteristic? She'll be like, well, one is an only child who enjoys X, Y, and Z and has this personality. Oh, interesting. Because their parents are like that. And she said it's like a set thing. Non-negotiable. That's really interesting. I... And that's why she thinks she's so good at math. That's, inc- that's incredible. I love that. Yeah. Um, so just I, things everything like has that. Color. For me, um, numbers have colors, so that's why I'm good at memorizing things. Um, not, like usually colors, textures, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but nothing that, like the characteristic, that's very, that's really cool. I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah. And that's why, she, like I said, she thinks yeah. she's so good at math. So yeah, I, um, yeah, this, the music just really tasted like chlorine, like you're jumping into a pool. I had like the sensation of like jumping into a pool too when that happened. So I just mm. threw my sandwich down on the plate and like spit it out and I'm like, I'm going to turn the music off. Just sit in the other room for two minutes, then come back. Yeah. And it worked. The sandwich was great. Yes. 
Alrighty, so now I want to move in to our next topic and our last topic for today's episode is what morals, values, sayings do you like to live your life by? I feel like this is something that varies from person to person, so I'd love to get your input and like what you like to do. Alright, so I guess one of the things I've been really trying to embrace now to get back into my creativity and like, um, I guess my own like individuality too is uh, Andy Warhol's quote, art is what you can get away with. Ah, oh, I, I like that. Um, it really inspires my creativity and like makes me think of art as like something fun and something cool and not something that like has so many expectations added to it. Mm. Um, so that's something I'm really trying to implement into my life. And also another thing that I'm trying to like incorporate into my life more is, uh, I was talking, uh, to one of my family members today and she said, um, we were talking about artists and like, I was talking with her today about like this conversation we literally just had, or I had earlier with her about how I want to start doing more creative things. I want yeah. to branch out more and like get away from the expectations that art has to like mean something or be like super poetic or something like that. Yeah. And she said, you know, everybody can do a Pollock painting. It's easy and simple, but he was the first to do it. He was the first person to step outside the box and decide, you know what? I'm going to do this and I'm going to sell it for millions of dollars. And you know what? He did. He so, was successful. I'm not cultured and I don't know what this is. What What is a Pollock painting? <laughs> oh, you know those like... What is it? You know those like uh, easels that just look like they have stuff splattered on them? Oh! That's a Pollock painting. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say, hopefully I'm not the only one listening who doesn't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're good. Um... She's just too artistic for us. Uh, when she's an artistic girl. Mm. I'm just so perfect you're and so, so artsy and woke and, and just, just above um, it all. You're out of our league. Out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and what I mean by that is that, like, you don't, like, even the quote you said earlier, um... What did Something I say about, earlier? I'm trying to think about it. You said, like, when we were talking about how I want to start up my own fashion brand, you said, like... Oh, oh, what I said earlier, we were talking before we, like, started this podcast episode, and I heard this on a Jay Shetty podcast. I don't know who originally said it, one of his guests on, so I'm not taking credit for this, is he said that if your first launch of something, whether that be a product or a piece of art, or whatever it is you're working on. It doesn't even need to be art-related. Whatever it is you are doing, if it's perfect, you launch too late. Because you just gotta get something down that you're proud of without being nitpicky, and then just run with it. Get the feedback, learn from it, and then grow, and then continue to improve it. Oh yeah, I love that so much. And that's what ties back to my creativity and stuff like that because I'm trying to be more creative. Like, not even trying to be more creative, just allow myself to let that creativity show. And this, like you said, that's a wonderful way to like live your life and think by too because in any aspect of your life, if you don't try something, you're not going to know exactly. if it works or not. And like, sometimes you get in your own head thinking like, is this idea good enough for me to even put out into the world? Like, will people like this? Just do it. That's, if it makes you happy, yeah. if it gives you, like, any kind of positive emotions, if it even gives you an outlet for, like, negative emotions, just do it. 
perfectly said. So I feel like that's a good way to end today's podcast episode. So I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you again, Sophia, for being on my podcast. It was such an honor to be here. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, so that is it for this week's episode, and I will talk to you soon. All right, bye!